The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. If you hear this sound, that means this episode is also featured on our YouTube channel as a video. Head over to www.youtube.com slash keepitweirdpodcast to check it out. Warning, this episode contains foul language and mentions of death and the misuse of a corpse. Absurd, icky, sticky, ghostly, bloody, creepy, and everything in between. Each week we sit down together from across the country and we talk about something weird. Weird. And this week is no exception as we bring you more silly and spooky segments that make for either a super cool party convo or possibly a very awkward first date if your date hates fun. Um, we're bringing a couple of new topics along with some old fan favorites and as always just bring in the super super weird big time we got history we got science we have curiosity and we have some people who suck unfortunately something for everyone here on keep it weird so let's jump right in to it my name is Lauren, and this is my lovely co-host, one of my favorite humans on the planet, Ashley. Hi, weirdos. Break up with him. That date. <laughs> Leave it. If you bring up any of these topics today, and he or she or they are not interested, then they you are, are not interested. Okay? 1,000%. It's not going to work. Agreed. I think if you can't bring up a keep it weird topic and like if it can't go well after you bring up the keep it weird topic, like they're out of here because you have to be able to discuss the real real. We have it here for you. Okay. And you know what? Here's the thing. Joe's not into this stuff. He doesn't like to get scared. And he is a fan of horror movies now. But when we first started dating was not a fan of horror movies. True. But. He always liked to hear me talk about it because he could tell how much I was into it. Thousand so find percent. yourself a good one. Yeah. Alex is even wimpier than Joe, like times a thousand, but he is always <laughs> willing to have a conversation about the weird and he likes to learn new things, which if I'm ever yeah. like, listen, we researched this episode. I have notes. He's willing to listen. <laughs> and that's what's important. That is what's important. 
partner willing to listen. I really hope we have time to get both to my, to, to both of my topics today because they are somehow so good. potentially related in a really fucking cool way and in more ways than one. How fun. Uh, but we'll see. To start this episode, we would like to ask you to take a moment today to visit the Human Rights Campaign Petition for the Equality Act you can go to hrc.org and click on Take Action Today. All you have to do is fill in your name and email address along with your state and zip code to add your name to this petition. And by adding your name, you're going to be joining thousands of others to push Congress to pass the Equality Act into law, which would provide consistent and explicit non-discrimination protections for LGBTQ plus people across key areas of life including, but not limited to, employment, housing, credit, education, public spaces and services, federally funded programs, and jury service. So if your small business doesn't want to bake a cake for a gay couple, fucking fine. You absolute cretin. But LGBTQ people deserve to be protected in terms of seeking medical care, Mm -hmm. getting jobs, access to apartments and housing, and just... Simply existing. So take 30 seconds, hit up hrc.org, fill out the form, and let the world know that you aren't a fucking loser. And the people all said amen. Yes, correct. Correct. Thank you. And thank you so much. um, I have a new segment today. Uh, I'm so excited. I'm so thrilled. I'm ready. I hope it is a sponsored segment. Yeah, it's a sponsored segment. Our very our second sponsored. I know. I can't believe it's our second. Yes, already amazing. Thank you guys so much. Um, it is called Ancient Artifacts, and I do have an opening for it. Here we go. Oh, I'm so excited. From primitive tools to lost tombs, our history is a mystery that should be enjoyed with champagne wishes and caviar dreams. It's Ancient Artifacts with Addie Rice. Oh my god. And Ashley. <laughs> um, that was perfect. Rest in peace Perfection. Um, to... That guy that did the voice for yeah, what's Lifestyles Revision Famous. What is his name? Robin Leach. Duh. Mm, Duh. Robin Leach. Okay, is Robin that is R.I.P. That is a name we should know. Robin yes. Yeah. R.I.P. Ancient Artifacts is going to be a recurring segment in which we examine and discuss strange discoveries throughout history and keep you updated with strange archaeological finds and how it changes what we know and the way we see ancient civilizations. As I said before, this segment is brought to you by Addie Rife. Addie Rife. <laughs> Addie is a longtime listener and now friend of the podcast. And Addie mm. wants to remind you to adopt, don't shop. Adopt, mm. don't shop when you're looking for your new family member. There are so many reasons to adopt a dog rather than purchase one from a breeder. One, breeding animals is gross and I hate you for it. That was definitely my own addition, but I stand by it. <laughs> Two, (laughs) every year, an estimated 920,000 to 1 million adoptable shelter dogs and cats are euthanized. That means murdered. 
in the United States, according to the ASPCA, and shelters simply do have enough space and funding to accommodate all of the animals that are brought there. So every time an animal is adopted, a space opens up in that shelter or rescue. So when you adopt a cat or a dog, not only are you saving that animal's life, you're also opening up space for another animal's life to be saved. Love that. So if you can't adopt a friend right now, you can volunteer, donate money, or even donate items to your local no-kill animal shelter. Most of them have lists of their needs posted on their websites. Adopt. Don't shop. Adopt, don't shop. Ah, I love that, Addie. Great cause. Great cause. And don't breed either, you creeps. It's so fucking No, you crazy. Yeah, I hate that so much and could go on a tangent for days. So, for our very first ancient artifacts with Addie Rife, I'm going to be covering King Tut and a very strange artifact that was found in his tomb. Okay. So, first of all, I was very surprised to learn that King Tut was actually a super short-lived king and not major at all. Did you know that? I feel like I thought it was you who told me this fact, so maybe it was Alex because you guys are the two most wise people in my life. Wise um, I (laughs) Wise sages. But yes, I did learn this recently and was like, well, then why is it one of the most memorable names in history? Listen, we... Oh, well, here we go. Okay, so... King Tut, basically, he ruled from age 9 to 19. When he died, (laughs) he died at age 19, and he ruled for 10 years. Sucks, man. Uh, Experts aren't really sure what he died from. Could have been an injury. Could have been a mosquito-borne illness, bone disease. Maybe it was a combo. Like, no one really knows. But he only served Mm -hmm. for 10 years. And not only that, but his name was stricken from the list of kings, and all the statues in their honor were destroyed. And over time, we forgot all about him. Even 150 years after his death, workers built the tomb of Ramses VI pretty much right on top of his because they didn't even know it was there. Oh, boy. Now, he wasn't a bad dude. The reason that his name was stricken from the list of pharaohs by future pharaohs, they're the ones that did it, is because of his dad. Womp womp. Not your fault. Sorry, Uh, Tut. Papa, come on. Listen. His father, Akhenaten, had tried to change the religious beliefs of Egypt. He wanted Egyptians to worship one god, the sun god, Aten, uh, instead of the 2,000 gods that people had believed in uh, for thousands of years. And no one liked it. Um, everyone was like, well, that's dumb. We have all these other gods. Like, how are we just going to worship the one that you like right. the most? Yeah, hate that. Everyone thought it was weird. They thought it was sacrilegious. But they had to follow the pharaoh's orders. So... To a degree, because archaeologists have found small statues of the older gods in people's houses from around this time. So, like, publicly, they'd be like, oh, yeah, for sure, the sun god, real cool dude, like, love him. But then they'd go home and be like, sorry, right. other gods. Like, I love you, yeah, too. Yeah, I didn't mean it. Please. <laughs> but then Akhenaten died, and nine-year-old Tut took the throne. And he immediately decided to repair this. He repaired the old temples. He paid for new statues for the old gods to be resurrected. Er, uh, resurrected re re rebuilt whatever um or at least his mentor did but still like tut came into power and decided it was like back to normal we all hate this okay we like that he even changed his name he was actually born tutankhaten the last two symbols aten honored the sun god but he changed it to tutankhamun when he took the throne didn't make enough of a difference though because future pharaohs were just like 
fuck the Ottens and struck him from the record completely. They were like, just pretend And he's out of there. Exist. Yep, this never happened. Just a blip. It's fine. The only reason we even knew there was a King Tut is because archaeologists would find little things here and there with his name on it, like a cup, a jar, a piece of linen. So, like, they knew he so existed, wild. but they didn't know much about him. No one found his tomb or his mummy. But in 1917, a British archaeologist named Howard Carter, much like Philippa Langley, who just freaking knew that King Richard III was underneath her feet and buried in that park. Still not over that. Still not over that. I hope we all can remember that has blown my mind forever. This season. So if you already forgot, get your memory checked, folks. Um, (laughs) Yeah, are you okay? Is everything everything okay okay at home? Carter knew that this lost king, he just knew it would be found in the Valley of the Kings. I mean, it's not like a stretch. But he just knew it was there. He knew they were going to find something. (laughs) Not the Valley of the Kings. Referring to this king that they had found some items for. So they searched for years. And eventually the Lord who was bankrolling this venture was like, I give up. I can't give you any more money. We're never going to find him. And Carter was like, please, just a few more months. And three days after that, after their final search began, the team uncovered what looked like a step buried in the sand. And eventually they found more steps that led down to a plaster doorway stamped with the name Tutankhamun. And that's the cool part, because almost all the other tombs in the valley had been robbed in ancient times. So there were wow. very few items behind for archaeologists to study. We didn't know a lot about yeah. the culture because all of these ro- uh, graves had been robbed. But because everyone had forgotten about King Tut and he was stricken for the record, his tomb was forgotten, buried underneath another tomb, this son of a bitch mm-hmm. was practically untouched. Ooh. There were over 600 items in the first room alone. And it took almost 10 years to remove over 5,000 objects from the tomb. So because Tut's tomb is the most intact royal Egyptian tomb we have ever found, he's the most famous of the ancient rulers. So take that, other pharaohs. (laughs) (laughs) I know. My God. That is so, okay, that is so fascinating. Because yeah, I mean, everyone it blows knows my mind King that Tut, he had everyone, like everybody. I was gonna say, like King Tut, it is something that everybody knows. It is in, like, it's in all of our brains. And the fact that you're like, oh yeah, it was just for ten years. He died when he was nineteen. It's like, why do we yeah. all know? But this makes sense. Totally. Oh my goodness. So I love that. But anyway, all of that history is just to tell you about one of the craziest things found in his tomb. It's something that is unexplainable mm-hmm. to this day. It's a 34-centimeter-long dagger made with iron and decorated with gold. And it had been found, actually, in 1925 during the official unwrapping of King Tut's mummy. Now, just for the record, putting this aside, I don't necessarily agree with Rob, like, taking things from Egyptian graves and unwrapping mm-hmm. mummies. And yeah, why does the unwrapping have to happen? From their, well, here's the thing. It. If the unwrapping didn't oh. happen, we wouldn't have found this really incredible thing. Okay. So, like, I get it, but Lee. at the same time, like... Now I'm, I'm torn. Can we put them back? Like, can we put them back when we're done? I, 
Right. Can we wrap them back up? Can we take and, like, pictures of everything? Like a little like, blanket? Amazing. And then like put them Can back to their final in? resting place? Like is that an option? Yeah, it feels wrong. Okay. All right. Anyway, but we'll go with it. Sense. So two daggers were found between the folds of the wrapping on King Tut. Um, one of was made of complete gold and the other was made of iron, which doesn't seem that crazy, except that Tutankhamun was buried over 2,000 years before the Iron Age, meaning they didn't okay. have the capacity to smelt iron yeah, produce heat hot enough to melt iron and make a dagger out of it. Okay, besides how fascinating this is, I have to celebrate myself for one second because I am not smart and I'm not just saying that to like be funny like I just I don't know history I don't know a lot of stuff and I own it I'm self-aware and literally as you said made of iron I was thinking in my head I'm like iron wouldn't have been around and I I just so need proud to you. celebrate this moment thank you because there are many other things that read this. wouldn't have clicked it's not something okay. that crosses my moment's mind. over listen yep. fair okay I'm glad moment's we took that moment because you it was deserve a big, it yeah. Thank you. More than anyone's big, ever big time deserved for me. recognition. You was, so. I needed this win. <laughs> okay, but also, what's happening? Seriously. That's crazy. Um, archaeologists had found very few iron materials before from this age. And what they had assumed was that the only way these items could exist was that they were made from meteorites. Literally, extraterrestrial materials or Metal from the sky, as Egyptians of Tut's era usually called it. Yes. Iron of the gods was another popular term. Um, mm. And it wasn't until 2016 the meteorite theory was published in the journal Meteorites and Planetary Science. And they found the blade was composed of iron, nickel, and cobalt. A meteor was actually found in the city of Marsamatra with near, a nearly identical composition in the year 2000. So that's how they kind of were able oh. to say, like, was this made from a meteorite? Like, it's, it's made of the same material. Yeah. But when I say that other iron materials were found before this one, I'm talking, like, nine small little beads of iron that were carefully like hammered into sheets but no one knows how this iron dagger was made it suggests a significant yeah. mastery of iron working and yet that wouldn't exist for 20 centuries yeah how how how? How and why? Ancient aliens just... ancient aliens for real though like <laughs> it literally shouldn't exist yeah, it's, oh, the, I'm baffled. The only clues that they have found, because they didn't know anything about this, it wasn't like there was a note on the dagger that was like, this was given to me by whatever, <laughs> but they found some uh, letters which... preserved on clay tablets in Upper Egypt that dated to 1360 to 1332 BC, which would coincide with Tut's birth. And those mm -hmm. tablets do describe an iron dagger given as a gift by the king of Mitanni, which is now Syria, to Egypt. And the texts do refer to iron itself as a gift from the sky. But no one knows wow. if that's literal speech, like they know it comes from meteorites, and they know that meteorites come from space, or right. if it's a symbolic 
meaning like a gift from the gods, which if you, you know, right. ask a nice hefty handful of people, gods did come from the sky and perhaps were not mm. gods at all, but extraterrestrial mm. visitors, which would explain. Well, that's that. a conversation <laughs> for another day. Um, I do think that there is I a way <laughs> to look at ancient civilizations potentially having contact with extraterrestrials and not make it racist. Because I know a lot of people say, like, it's super racist to say that because you're essentially saying, like, there's no way these people, these brown people could have made it could have figured this things. out. And it's like, yeah. no, 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 like, that's not what we're saying. We're not saying what that at all. What we're saying is we can't figure out how they did it. Yeah. It, and they it, constantly like, talk about nothing, people from the, the sky coming exist. down. <laughs> right. And helping So them. what are we supposed to so. think? Yeah, I just think of, like, all of the, well, well, from what we have been taught, none of this stuff existed. So it's not, they could have never figured it out. Of course not. It's just, I don't, I don't understand this timeline. How, how was this created? Mm -hmm. I don't know. And why haven't we found any other examples of it? And why, you know, there's so many questions and I'm, why wasn't it everywhere? Very excited to die and learn about it. (laughs) Have all the answers. answers Finally, that would be great. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. Thanks God. That'd be super special. Whoever or this guy. Anyways. So Mm. that is, uh, ancient artifacts. With Addie Rife. Thank With you, Addie Rife. Thank you. <laughs> I love this new segment. It's so fun. I can't believe we have two sponsored ones. Like, this is why our listeners are the best. That's why you guys rule. Um, I have a new segment today, too, which that's why I'm obsessed with this episode. What an exciting day. And who we are as people. Mine is not sponsored. We're, we're waiting people. for the inbox. You know, <clears throat> fill our inbox, please. Excuse you. Um, But I came up with a new segment all on my own because I feel like this has happened to us a couple of times where we read a story where somebody who claims to be a weirdo, somebody like us, taints the name, ruins us by saying they are a weirdo, but then doing something so disgusting mm-hmm. and horrific that we're like, oh, well, that sucks because now nobody's going to trust us. You know what you I mean? You can't say with us. You can't sit with us. So I came up with a segment idea called, we don't claim them. <laughs> and you have to say it angrily. And that's the we whole don't intro. claim them. No, that's a good intro to this segment. <laughs> Fuck them. It's I don't even need. know what they've done yet. Fuck. And I'm already mad about it. And you hate it. So we don't, we don't claim we don't them. Claim you. you can't sit with us. You can't sit. I know. You can't sit with us. With us. You can't, you can't sit, sit with, us. with us. That was what just came out. <laughs> you can't sit with us. Also would have been a great name, but we don't claim them again is going to be stories about weirdos who decided to ruin it for everyone and be gross and terrible. The weirdo community who we all are right here are the true cool and wonderfully weird people. True blue, true blue right here. But uh, yeah, some people are trying to ruin our reputation. We are not going to let them. They're not looking out for us. And here's an example. So our very first story for the, we don't claim them segment Ashley, I know you have heard of this. I'm hoping you didn't do too much of a deep dive, so maybe you still have some surprises. But I don't know anything about it. I just saw a headline. Go on. 
there are some folks, self-proclaimed weirdos, unfortunately, who are selling body parts across the nation for profit and personal gain. And it's, it's gross. It's weird. It, no, I shouldn't say weird because we like weird. It's weird is a compliment. Yeah. Cheap? It's just disgusting. Cheap. You want a hand bone? Cut your own hand off. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, (laughs) do it to yourself. Do the worst. So, yeah, this story broke recently. That's why Ashley has seen the headline. So this is also like current events, folks. Um, A man named Cedric Lodge, age 55, and his wife Denise, age 63, were indicted just last month, around June 14th, 2023, alongside a few others who I'm going to get to for allegedly stealing human remains Mm -hmm. from the Harvard Medical School's mortuary and selling them to people all over the place. They don't have to be local. They will ship. At Harvard? Tracking information. From Harvard. Prosecutors claim, in this case, that the body parts include heads, brains, skin, and bones. Unfortunately... And the worst part of it is Cedric Lodge was the manager of the Harvard Mortuary and a very respected person at the school. And Denise Lodge, his wife, she didn't work at Harvard, but she was employed with the New Hampshire Department of Health and Human Services. Who can and you so trust? she was like, who can you trust? I'm if like, not these the people, people are trying who to do. put in charge of these things. And they were like, we're doing the Lord's work. Here we are for educational purposes and trying to help the human race. And they're both just... Shit in the bed, being the worst at their jobs. Um, Her state service did end back in 2014, but again, both very respected people in their careers, in their jobs. Normies. So you think. Um, So you think. But I do want to bring up how they fit into the weirdo community so that this segment makes sense. So I want to get to this as a little side note before we dive back into this horrific story. But social media photos of this couple show that they love... Halloween. They like to dress up honestly year round. They go all out on Halloween as us weirdos do, but they are always kind of dressed in creepy clothing and they are kind of goth, which also I'm like, dang it. I love your style. And I wish I did. you like that. That's why I'm mad at them. Um, they're like always dressed in black. They have really cool outfits, really cool style. That's why all this is making me angry. In one selfie on Denise's page, she is seen wearing a black hood resembling a witchy, fun, coven-going-out outfit, as we all know and love. And in another picture of the couple together, Cedric is wearing a black top hat and black overcoat. He looks like a typical funeral director, and everybody knew that he, like, worked in the morgue, so it was kind of like, I'm going to look the part. And she's next to him looking like a full-on witch, looking super cute. And pictures on Denise's profile show a woman with a shaven head with what appears to be a satanic symbol tattooed on it. And it's not clear if the woman is related to Denise or a friend, but she has like featured it in her photos. And Cedric's Facebook profile picture is a Halloween pumpkin stabbing itself in the eye to create one of its eyes, which I was like, damn it, that's funny. Missed about it. I know. They also have vanity plates. One of them is DKSHDWS for dark shadows. And the other one reads. Without seeing it with my eyes. (laughs) I know. I had. That's why I was like, I listen, I'm going to spell it. But if you had just said that out loud to me, I'd be like, why'd you just say letters? What did you want from me? 
Dark Shadows. Shadows. And the other car is Grim-R. Come on, guys. It is Ashley. Grim Reaper. Thank you. I just, we had no, to I followed see that, that one. I got that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. I'm just really upset with so, people because everything you say about them is like, I know. Do they want to be friends? Like, oh, we'd be friends. <laughs> I know they would listen to the pod. I would follow that car so, around. I yes, and I would be like, man, you're doing it all right. So we would love them if they weren't the worst. And by worst, I mean members of this secret crew that we didn't know existed here in the U.S. accused of buying and selling body parts from the Harvard morgue. Um. We did find out that one of the things being sold, and this is what just, like, really shows you how disgusting it is. They were selling dice made from skull dust and human blood and a set of human bone fragment dominoes. So they were trying to make games out of people who existed and whose bodies were in the morgue. So that is one of the grossest things I'm going to say, I promise, but I need to, like, set the scene. Of why this is terrible. Um, So they are the two ringleaders of this all, especially because of Cedric's connection to the Harvard morgue. But here are the other players involved in this who are just the worst. Jeremy Polly, age 41, from Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania, is alleged to have bought many of the stolen remains from this family, including two babies. Which is, I guess that is the, that's also the grossest thing. Sorry, I lied to you. I did lie to you just a moment ago because that is awful. But two babies and he needed them for what reason? He has not said, but said that he needed them for some sort of creepy practice that he had. Because again, he's like, I'm just really into the occult. So I needed the bodies of babies but you didn't, but you didn't though, though because they were actually needed for education you didn't you didn't at all because uh, i There's guarantee also a... people are gonna be like this is like satanists and it's like satanists do not Mm-mm. do no any kind of ritualistic murder none of this or no. use of dead bodies they'll use you Mm-mm. know if there's sex magic they'll use some fluids um, mm-hmm. blood maybe, but it's but fluids. It's, it has to be given. It has to be, there has to be consent. Yes. That's the whole point. <sighs> yeah. We are not connecting that at all. We are not going to connect those Hell because no. they will actually at Satanists will like ask for consent. Isn't that it's nice? all about consent with Satanism. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so that's why this is absurd. It's all stolen. It's all, oh, it's all just so selfish, but then there's another woman named, uh, a crematorium worker named Candace Chapman Scott. She is from Little Rock, Arkansas, and she is actually one of the main people who is known for being interested in infant bodies, which is very upsetting. And I'm just like, what? What is I, this I for? I could get very angry. So I'm like, why? Um, Jeremy Pauly reached a plea deal with prosecutors in June and is expected to admit to conspiring to commit interstate transportation of stolen property and interstate transportation of, no, that was all I had to say. (laughs) For some reason I wrote the sentence twice. I was like, I don't remember there being two charges. People want there to be more charges and that is the reason they're upset. I accidentally typed the sentence twice. He is... Expected to admit to conspiring to commit interstate transportation of stolen property. And that that is that. But there should honestly be more, but there's a lot to be figured out. 
if charged, he could be he could face up to 15 years in prison and a $500,000 fine and then eventually when he got out 3 years of supervised release, which deserved and maybe even longer, but who knows. Um Prosecutors allege that Cedric Lodge stole organs and other body parts of cadavers donated to Harvard Medical School between 2018 and 2022. Um, He's said to have transported the remains from Boston to Goffstown, where he and Denise would sell them out of their home to people like Jeremy Pauly or to Little Rock, Arkansas, Candace, and to a girl who I really feel like we'd be friends with. She's very disappointing. Katrina McLean, age 44, from Salem, Massachusetts, who owns a witchy crystal occult shop. So, again, everything about it sounds fantastic. I if I went there. But, <laughs> I'm like, wait, what if I shopped what there? What if I had gone there? Um, like that would have been great. Like I, it sounds like she has the shop of my dreams. It's called Cat's Creepy Creations, and it sounds like it's right up our alley. Except that we have now found out, as the investigation has gone on, that she is said to have bought two faces for six hundred dollars and resold the items for her. Profit and Jeremy Polly was one of her clients, so that was how the tie in came in. That's how she was discovered because she honestly would have gone under the radar for so long because she was just like, I have creepy things and you don't know what's real. But Jeremy Polly had a disgusting home that was found, and then he was connected to her and she was helping him get things. So it's a like cute Salem shop that under the radar actually had real human faces yes. being sold as like. Candace Chapman Scott, who I mentioned earlier, has stolen cadavers also from a, besides getting them from Harvard and being part of that connection, she stole them from a place local to her in Little Rock, so she was going double, and in both situations, these bodies were donated intentionally, like the person or whoever their guardian or spouse was, whoever was in their life, they had agreed to this. It was a contract for their body to be donated to science, very needed for research, whether it's, you know, just donating organs or their entire body, it was all for educational and science purposes. And that is what helps us cure the things that are going on in our world and how we learn about the human body and learn, just learn and help so many people. So I just want to reiterate that it is so disgusting that they are doing this because, yes, they're not murdering people. So I guess it's it could be easy for some people to be like, well, you know, they're not killing them and then selling the body parts. No, but they are stealing from the families yeah. at this point. It's like the families of these people. They're not having their closure and settled moment of knowing where their family's body and is. And the final stuff wishes like this happens. of the they're not bodies that you took. Yes. Who wanted to be donated to science, not be a creepy face on someone's shelf in their cool, kooky little store. For people who love the occult and just want to be weirdos. And that is why we don't, we don't claim, claim them. them. It is like, it's just, it's so insane to me. So um, luckily all of these people are being caught and like, there's a huge ring of these people. Like it's all a network and they're being discovered one by one because this was, this part made me laugh. So Jeremy Pauly and this man named Matthew Lampy were really in cahoots half of the time. They're both from Minnesota, and they are said to have bought and sold from each other over an extended period of time and exchanged over 
$1,000 in online payments. And the reason they were discovered, the reason I had to include this, is some of the PayPal payments found during the investigation were labeled things like brains. Okay. Head number seven. Sure. Liver, you know, like just naming the organ and brains would be brains, you know, spelled out with a bunch of A's. Like they were trying to have some fun with it. So not even trying. Horrible people, not even trying to be discreet, not caring, just disgusting human beings. So they are psychopaths. And then on top of it, after all this madness, this all happened last month. And this is when people were getting arrested, charged all of it. There was an update super recently. Ashley even was like giving me the little elbow like, did you see? Yes. In July, from July 13th, a Kentucky man had 40 skulls in his home and was found to also be a player in this ring. FBI agents searched the house of James Knott and found 40 human skulls just like a week ago here in July 2023. There were also spinal cords, femurs, hip bones, and a Harvard Medical School bag, according to court records. Where they got them? Mm, Where could it be from? Where they got all these skulls? And then on top of it, this weirdo, as he claims to be, said to authorities when asked if anyone else was in the home during the initial search, he said, only my dead friends. Because he just doesn't even know what's happening in the world around him, and he is in his own world that much. So, as recently as June, we have found that not posted human remains, including these skulls, for sale on his public Facebook page. He went by the name William Burke, a 19th century serial killer who also sold his victims' bodies for use in medical training, and just, like, really went with this whole persona on a very public Facebook page. Again, just no self-awareness. You didn't even Google a law. Do you know you have the internet. one law? Do you know one law? Do you know how anything works in this life? So, not and our old friend Jeremy Polly last year exchanged Facebook messages. That's where the connection comes in about buying and selling skulls and other parts. Not has not been charged with a crime yet relating to the remains. Again, a lot of this is complicated and it's still coming and being investigated, but he was able to be arrested for illegally possessing a firearm. He had an AK 47, which is unfortunate. And they were like, yep, let's bring him in. So he is in custody. He has not yet entered a plea, but they got him. They're working hard on it. Um, Updates also that we got here in July where the lodges are charged um, with conspiracy and transporting stolen goods, but they have said they have pled not guilty. Salem woman could have been our friend. Instead, she's an asshole. Katrina McLean has also pled not guilty. Jeremy Polly has agreed to plea guilty to conspiracy, as we talked about earlier, to commit interstate transport stolen property. Um, and he could face up to 15 years in prison. That one is the most likely. Not guilty based on what? Right? It's not like you can claim insanity in this case. No. Not in the slightest. You can't be like, I didn't know it was illegal. It's like, well, I don't know a lot of things are illegal. And if I want to do them, maybe I'll look it up. That's kind of what I don't understand when you put in a plea, though. Can they just say whatever the hell they want, no matter what evidence states? I feel like their lawyer would probably say, don't plead guilty hey, I'd rather you and didn't. take a plea deal and get less time but i don't know what's going on in these people's heads they obviously have some issues issues they do indeed 
Um, it sounds like everybody is going to be charged and put into prison eventually, starting with Jeremy Polly for sure, and then all the other people will fall into place. But yeah, pleading not guilty, it's it's bold when right. the evidence is very much there. So rough, wild, very current story um, made so much worse when you realize, you know, in all of the cases, the bodies that were donated to this study were stolen and just shipped around and you know secretly shipped around the country it just it's disgusting it's very sad it's sickening but that is unfortunately what is happening for these people who claim to just be into the occult and creepy things which that insults me to no (laughs) end and it is why i will again say we don't claim you don't claim you i have plenty of creepy stuff in my house that didn't involve desecrating a grave. One thousand percent. Yep. I don't even and just like... the amount of money they paid. I hate all of it. Yeah. Like, oh, you went above and beyond oh, to do this. Sorry. You could have could have done so many other things. It is. There are many I ways even, to be into the occult when <laughs> when purchasing anything like animal bones or something like you. Ha- they have to be ethically sourced. They have yeah. to be because an animal was already found. Like, you can't right. sell me something like deer antlers or something because you killed the animal and then mm-hmm. took this thing from it. Like, that's icky to me. It's right. just icky to me. And that's, an, that's a totally. mouse or a deer. So, like, a I know. person? A human. Yes. <sighs> I, I know. And I know that you and I were on the same page immediately with this story, but the reason I wanted to go into detail as I was just trying to like play devil's advocate of like who would come in and say something. And so I just had to keep reiterating like, yes, they didn't murder these people. They're not serial not killers, killers. If that's what you're like holding your bar of bad people at, but this is not okay. It is disgusting. And I hate that they are just claiming that they are into the weird and the spooky and the occult. And that is their backing because not cool, bro. Not cool, man. Hate you. You're not on our team. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. All right, we have one more segment today. This is actually a segment that Lauren created. Hello, Governor. It's time for a bit of biology. <laughs> bit of biology. <laughs> Tip the hat. Tip the hat for a uh, bit of biology. Yes, uh, let's go. All right, we got to talk. So we all kind of agree. <laughs> we all kind of agree on crop circles, right? Like, Yep. Super fascinating yeah. theory that aliens made yes. some of them, but we also know that they can and have been man-made before for sure. quite a few times. Um, mm-hmm. For example, in 19... 19- unfortunately. Unfortunately, they're not all aliens, uh, apparently. Fine. But in Whatever. 1991, Doug Bauer and Dave Chorley, then in their 60s, I believe you talked about them before on the podcast. I was going to say, about- why do I know their names? In 1990, this was in 1991, but these men were in their 60s, and they admitted to a reporter that in the late 70s, early 80s, the two of them were responsible for almost 200 crop circles in England, and they showed how they did it, 
they had a log of all the crop circles they made. And they would literally, like, go out to a pub, have a few beers, and then go out in a field and make a crop circle. And then they inspired another crop circle wave in the 90s after they admitted to it and explained how they did them. So, like, just taking crop circles at face value doesn't really scream aliens anymore. It's not even something that, like, a lot of people who are into extraterrestrials discuss. Like, we don't even include them. Sure, But... That doesn't change the fact that crop circles have been recorded since the 1500s, that some of them are so incredibly intricate that two dudes after a pub could not be the answer. So Mm -hmm. who would invest in an operation like this and for why? What reason? Two guys and a pub also doesn't explain levels of radiation around some crop circles Correct. Or the fact that some of the crop circle plants have been found with enlarged and exploded nodes, which is a byproduct of microwave-type radiation. Or Mm. that some tissue surrounding the plant's seeds have an increased conductivity consistent with exposure to electrical charge. Interesting. All of that could be explained if a person or a group came forward and said, like, hey, yeah, we made this one, but we used a big microwave machine to do it, and it cost a million dollars, and how could we afford this, and why would we do this for no money? Like, what would be the Uh point of people making these? So, despite most crop circles proven to be a hoax, there's still a tiny bit of doubt that all crop circles are a hoax, which is why I want to tell you that on July 23rd, 2001... A crop circle in Wiltshire, United Kingdom, a perfect crop circle of the chemical melatonin was found. (gasps) Then, on August 1st, 2013, a perfect crop circle of niacin, a.k.a. vitamin B3, was observed near Stonehenge, which was about 15 miles away from the melatonin one. Mm. They were chemically correct with amazing and extraordinary details according to chemists. And no one has taken any credit for them. What? Now again, could be people. I don't know why any advanced chemists would do this or hire people to do this. Um, They don't have the time. (laughs) I feel like they have better things to do. They're mixing some chemicals somewhere. (laughs) Molecular style crop circles have been found before. In fact, right in between these two in the same area in July of 2012, a crop circle in the UK depicting vitamin A was discovered. But the circle was crude. Mm. It was chemically incorrect, albeit not by much, but it was not correct. And they were able to prove that one was a hoax, but not the other two. So, Mm. if it is supernatural... What are extraterrestrials, or supernatural beings, trying to tell us about melatonin and vitamin B3? Go the fuck to sleep, is what they're saying with the melatonin. No, I don't So know. I tried to research those two chemicals to see if there could be anything special to it. Melatonin was immediately interesting to me, because the one thing we do know about the pineal gland, the one thing we do know that that does in our body is produce melatonin and controls Mm. our circadian rhythms. But the pineal gland is huge in the world of the weird. It's also known as our third eye. 
Philosopher René Descartes called it the seat of the soul back in the 1600s. He was a firm believer that our mind and our bodies were fundamentally separate entities, that we had a soul operating this meat sack. Mm. And he believed <laughs> that the pineal gland had something to do with it. Some have pointed out that the Eye of Horus from ancient Egypt shows a striking resemblance to the part of the brain that surrounds the pineal gland. Oh. It's also theorized, but not proven yet, that DMT could be produced in our pineal glands. DMT is produced naturally in our bodies because trace amounts have been found in human urine, but no one knows exactly where or how yeah. our body produces it or what it's even used for right. in our bodies. Um, huh. For anyone who doesn't know, DMT is known as the spirit molecule. It has psychedelic effects on people that have been likened to religious experiences it's theorized that mm -hmm. possibly our body is producing or transmitting dmt when we dream which is why we can't tell the difference between a dream and reality a lot of the time um mm -hmm. and there's also a theory that dmt is what causes the intense brain activity at the time of our death and causes us to have near-death experiences but again still all theories we haven't been able to prove yet We're learning trying. where dmt is created in the body but a lot of people think the pineal gland does way more than produce melatonin we just haven't quite figured it, it out yet like it yes so let's go to vitamin b3 what does that shit do for us um niacin basically gives a boost to our cells it makes sure our enzymes do their job it repairs our dna it helps undo damage done to our bodies, especially our brains. There's evidence that it's helped in certain cases to slow the progression of Parkinson's disease, um, that it can keep the brain healthy in the case of Alzheimer's disease. As we know, these are prion diseases, and niacin essentially helps the cells repair the brain. And vitamin B3 is naturally produced in our body, but you can also take you get a you get a lot of a vitamin B3 when you eat like fish and proteins like high proteins mm -hmm. and you can also like take supplements but it is naturally produced in our body. Now the other interesting thing about niacin is that it may have come from outer space. What? How? Why? Tell me more immediately. <laughs> the study <laughs> of carbon-rich meteorites showed that they contained uracil and niacin uracil is the building blocks of rna and niacin okay. is what gives the rna the energy to function so essentially it's the building blocks of biological life so a very popular wow. theory on how life was created on earth is that it was brought here accidentally by a meteorite or a comet or purposefully by something extraterrestrial huh now, <laughs> those studies oh my God. about the niacin and the uracin found on meteorites were released by NASA in 2014 and then expanded upon in 2015. Not something the general public would have known in 2011 and 2013. Mm -mm. When these That's crop circles were made. True! How did they make them? So why? What are they telling so what are they telling us? Oh, my goodness. Another time I talked about the pineal gland on this podcast, 
was when I was talking about, it was during one of our food episodes, I believe. Mm. We were talking about conspiracy theory, cons- food conspiracy theories. And one of the food conspiracy theories is that fluoride was put in our water because right. it adds to the calcification of our pineal gland, which it does do, um, mm. which would dull the effects of our pineal gland. It could cause a lot of uh insomnia couldn't think of the word for insomnia (laughs) sleep disorders insomnia but it could also like kind of shut our third eye and not make us as susceptible to um whatever mystic powers lie Mm -hmm. within our third eye right 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 oh my goodness i i want my third eye to be awake i already never sleep I never sleep ever. And I feel like <laughs> I I don't know. The melatonin thing, I almost laugh whenever somebody says, like, take melatonin, it'll help you, because no, it won't. I need a sedative in order to sleep. Like I am an insomniac anyway. I want the powers that come with well, insomnia. Try some vitamin B3, because that also supposedly helps you. It helps repair those parts of your brain. Cause I'm thinking vitamin B3, maybe our pineal glands are calcified and mm-hmm. we need to repair them. So if you take vitamin B3, and that's B3, it will help repair the cells in your body. This is what's helping us. Help repair the pineal gland. Maybe there's <sighs> something more that melatonin does for our pineal gland. I don't know. I mean, we should Maybe. try it out. But I'm with you. Melatonin actually does not work for me. I mean, I think me it I think it helps me sleep, but I never anytime I take melatonin, I never wake up feeling good. I feel extremely mm. groggy and out of sorts when I take melatonin. But our again, our bodies naturally produce melatonin. Right. We already have so melatonin. This is just... The supplements are just to like help you. So I think, you know, help doctors us. do say if you take melatonin and it doesn't work, stop taking melatonin. You don't need the melatonin. It's not the melatonin then. Totally. Yeah. Which is why, yeah, I gave up on it quickly. But anytime I say I have trouble sleeping, I just laugh when people are like, have you tried five milligrams of melatonin? I'm like, no, you have to punch me I've in the face. i tried 50 milligrams of melatonin, okay? I know. I just don't sleep, but I'm hoping the powers of my third eye will come into play. But no, vitamin B in general, it's so funny because there's like B3, B6, B12. Everything I've heard is just how good B is for our bodies and our brain in general and like how much we're supposed to take to get either energized or to help sleep or to help regenerate things in our body. And like vitamin B is so important in like every number of vitamin b to take when you're pregnant to help the baby's brain that you're building in your body so i'm just like b is something we need to know about and the fact that the aliens were like listen up listen i think heal yourselves (laughs) yeah and maybe they're just trying to say like hey take better care of yourselves guys i know you're not sleeping well that's why (laughs) that's why i was laughing when you were like so what does it all mean i'm like they're saying get some sleep because you're all losing it which We've talked about many times on this show, and Ashley and I, I feel like, both struggle with our sleep a lot. Not getting good sleep is real rough. Yeah. Like, I, when I am rested, I am a totally different human to when I'm not. And there have just been so many studies done of, like, when people are at their worst, like, it's not just us. People, like, your whole immune system starts to shut down, and you are, like, you're depressed, you're angry, you're you hallucinating. Yes, if you're not sleeping, 
it ain't good. And also, so for I anyone like out there who's like really struggling with like weight loss or things like that, mm. like one of the major things is like you need to be getting eight or nine hours of sleep a night because if you are not getting enough sleep, your body is not metabolizing correctly. You're not right. going to lose weight. You have to. It's not just exercise and diet and vitamins and being healthy. You also have to be getting good have sleep. Have to be sleeping. So. Yes. Anyways, that was a and bit of biology. A bit of biology. From our alien overlords or friends. We're not sure. They and teach us I thought so that, well. I thought it was interesting, though, that both of these stories, completely unrelated, had to do with potentially something coming from outer space. The sky. Meteor on, um, you know, the study of meteorites. Meteor to, like, connection. Out, yes. And also, like... This idea of gifts from sky daddies. Gifts from the cloud people, the sky daddies, meteorites, and also just that connection of, again, this is not us saying that people from the olden days were big old dummies or that we are racist in any way, but like how, how did these wow. things happen? Because from what we know, so the mysteries. tools didn't exist, the knowledge didn't oh. I like it. I like that your two stories are connected in that way. But that's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. I have to go eat some Jimmy John's. I am so hungry. It is 7.08 p.m. You're always eating Jimmy John's after we record. I'm pointing my lip gloss at you. Because I don't have time to go cook. Okay? I don't know if the listeners know, but Ashley is rude as hell. And what's funny is there are Jimmy John's in Los Angeles, but they're all way too far from my home. And I will never go get them, and they don't deliver here. Thank you. That's all the time we had. For- time we had for- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and watching our show. If you are watching here on YouTube, YouTube, the YouTube, special Fox. Fox, please like this video, subscribe to our channel so you can be the first to know when a new video is uploaded. Please also follow us on social media at Keep It Weirdcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Threads. No, we're not on Threads, but we probably will be eventually. I don't we know. We will um, be. We're going to be forced into it. <laughs> follow us there. Um, we do a lot of fun things on our social media when we have the time and energy, which is not always. Um, also, please consider donating to our Patreon, and you can do that by going to www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast. That's how we make the money to produce this show. You can donate $1, $5, $10, or $50, um, and you get a bunch of cool perks. You can sponsor a segment, so then every time we do that segment, we will mention your name. That's pretty fucking cool. The segment will be brought to our listeners by you. Um, you'll also yes. get a newsletter that comes out at the on the last day of every month. You'll also get some special bonus episodes, bonus videos, and discounts on merch, which you can find at www.keepitweirdpodcast.com slash merch. If you're lost, you can look and you will find bees. We'll bees. Hive after hive. After hive. That's so... <laughs> just get better every time. I, I know I always say it, but they really do get better. Harmonize. We know that our flashing method lost its luster, okay? It, it had its, it time, had its time, but... and it's gone. It's over. 
one thing I read over and over when I was researching how to um, how to get our our psychic abilities up to par was to make sure that our vibrations are raised with positivity. And since we recorded hmm. this fun episode, and after all that laughing in the funniest moments episode that we recorded right before this, I think we're there. So we don't have to worry about this one this week. But maybe in future weeks, if we're talking about something really sad right beforehand. Raise our vibration. So raise it up. Start yeah. laughing. We're going to have to Start talk about, goofy. yeah. Okay. We're going to get silly and funny and talk about happy memories. Another okay. thing I read was to imagine sending radio waves to your partner from your third eye. Oh, how topical. From your third eye. Literally envision a third eye opening in the center of your forehead and send the radio waves. Now, you can send visual shapes or you can send audio radio waves, which is what I think, you know, maybe we should try someday. Um, so in your head, yes. you can say wavy line, wavy line, wavy line, wavy line, like, as yeah. opposed to trying to picture it. it. Because some people can't picture things as well as they can, like, hear things. Oops. I know. I've learned that recently, and I, I could go on forever. It blows my mind that people can't picture things in their head. But anyway, yes. Also, um, this goes along with that, with um, sending the audio. You can also yes. um, try to envision something that looks like the shape. So, for example, for wavy lines, you can picture the shore of a beach. Or for a star, you can mm -hmm. picture the actual stars in the sky. So the person receiving mm. the brain radio waves can guess the shape, obviously, but they can also tell us what they saw in their head, and we can confirm whether or right. not that's what we were sending. Love that. Like that Love time we that. did circle, message. That was a good example. <coughs> Sorry. I'm choking on air, but... That is one of my favorites because that is truly what I was thinking. And gosh, did you get Now, do you remember whose turn it is? No, of course not. We haven't recorded in ages and we didn't do it last week, so I'm just thrown off. I want to say the last time we did this, you were guessing and I was trying to send the message. Okay, I'll believe you. Let's try it. Okay. <laughs> so I, so you're, you're gonna, guessing. I'm guessing you're going to try and send me okay. the message. Okay. Woo. Nervous. All right. Here we go. But I'm going to take what you told me. We got this. Third I'm eye. feeling happy still. Radio waves. Third eye. Envision anything relating to this and I will be open to you. Are you ready? Yes. Please don't be a star. Please don't be a star. Can you see it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Circle? Yes! Ah, oh, I did a combo because it was such a long pause. I was saying circle message because that was our go-to. Okay, but then message. when I was like, I know, I was like, she wasn't hearing it. So then I started going, a circle's round, it has no end. That's how long I want to be your friend. Which had positive vibes attached to it, so. For sure. You know what I saw in my head? I almost, I think it's because of the bright lights. So when I close my eyes, it's not just darkness. It's like there's a lot of, so I have oh, to yeah. like wait for the that to kind of settle. And then I try and remember, you're not seeing with your eyes. Stop using your eyes. And it was, again, it was like a neat, well, what it was was like, it was like a dot that started and then it just kept going like this. 
For us. <laughs> but in the meantime, thank you so much. We will see you in August. Make sure you're keeping it weird. Keep it weird.